Hello, podcast world. Thank you so much for being with me. So it looks like this government, uh, President Biden, wants to go back to the good old days of the Cold War. Well, not exactly. But against um, the Taliban and these uh, Muslim countries. Because once the Taliban takes over 100% of uh, Afghanistan, well, they're going to start going all over the place. And I guess who's going to be with them hand by hand? Iran, who is the one paying for a lot of these uh, military stuff. And who is going to be giving them money? And uh, obviously, well, Iran. But who is going to be providing the arms? Well, Russia, of course. China, of course. It's business as usual. Just like uh, a lot of people wanted it. Business as usual. Yes, yes, it's all over the news. It's um, very... It's sad what we're looking at, you know, a lot of lives uh, destroyed, a lot of uh, people changing their way of life because, well, they decided to go back to business as usual. By the way, he's uh, supposed to be a Catholic, a real Catholic, he's not going to do stuff like that. He's going to try to keep peace as much as possible. And there's going to be people saying, yes, Donald Trump started this. Donald Trump started this. But he is the president. Last time I checked. If Donald Trump started, then he would have pulled everybody out. But who pulled everybody out? This president did. But let's not, let's not get confused here. The thing is, when Donald Trump did say that he wanted to move everybody out, is he wanted to do it in a very uh, calculated way to do it, and not like they're doing it now, completely just telling them, "Hey guys, we're moving. We we were cleaning house, and we we're going back home, so you can do whatever you want, whatever you want, you can do, no problem." The signs of uh, a war against all these countries, it's right here. We're going back to the era of war again. Ladies and gentlemen, war is a business. It's a very lucrative business. It's one way to come back and say, we're going to do economy to the U.S., we're going to do weapons again, we can go back and send people again for arms and as one might say, yeah we're coming home for how long are we coming home I am kind of like, yay coming home sounds good but how long this is endless wars Endless bloodshed. Business as usual, ladies and gentlemen. Business as usual. So, the headlines is the administration 
Biden's administration has talked to anybody about what is going on. What for? It's all a plan. What are they going to talk about? Hey, guys. Psh. So once we clean house, we're going to go back to, you know, doing business like usual. Wars. Endless wars. Hey, that's what we wanted. Why not? Business as usual, guys. Let's get over it. And let's start planning what we're going to do. Where are we going to invade? Where are we going to attack? Afghanistan might not be the place. It's a, um, how do we say? This guy's. The Taliban is going to get people from Afghanistan to fight in another place. It's just the beginning. Don't be confused. Look, cannot say I didn't, I didn't warn you about this. But the fact is this. You see all these things happening. Look at the commotion that's happening in France. Distraction, obviously. Cuba, here in the U.S., alone, we have a crisis all over the border. And with the pandemic happening, or pandemic happening, then we need another distraction so these people can really do their job. And let's not get our heads all caught up in this pandemic people already know about it and we need another distraction we need to make sure that these guys are still entertained with this terrible news come on let's do this let's crank it up what can we do here's what we do let's create another war and here forget about the pandemic yeah let's forget about it we're not going to be able to distract them much longer. People are catching on to what we are doing. So what are we going to do? Let's create another fear. Uh, how do we create fear? Well, war. That's, that's simple as that. So once we create the war, you know, we're going to be entertained with this war uh, pretty long. So... Once we do that, then uh, people are going to start fearing again. And so who are they going to come? What was the government, guys? We're the ones creating uh, the solution here. You know, this is what we do. We create a problem so we can create a solution. We dig a hole so we can actually cover it back. That's what we do for for longest times. You know, so... If, um, you know, we the pandemic was a great ride, now we got to get to the uh, to the wars again. And um, see if we can create some good movement of fear so that we can continue selling this uh, help of government. People can trust us again. It looks like we're losing, you know, a lot of the people and we don't want a revolution in our countries. So, hey, guys, let's, let's, let's. 
let's create this and um, and by the way we got to be in a great plan all together against one major enemy one major enemy it's business as usual you don't believe me just wait and see wait and see what's gonna happen Taliban is gonna grow bigger and bigger under this administration Everybody that looks at the U.S., well, they're not going to look at the U.S. anymore with this guy in power. They have lost a lot of hope. So they got to look at the U.N., ladies and gentlemen. The U.N. is the solution here. All of the powers together, the good powers against the bad powers. You know, superhero stuff. That's what we got to look at. Uh... So, just wait and see. This is the beginning. I hope I'm wrong. You know, I hope I am wrong about this whole thing. I'm just telling you how it is. But this Afghanistan thing is just another entry to another war. And again, most likely it might not happen in Afghanistan. Most likely it's going to happen in another country. And then the U.S. and the U.N. and everybody is going to get back into it. It's um, a never-ending, never-ending. But uh, let me let me read a little bit of what's going on, okay? I, I got to give you some feedbacks on this, not just what I'm thinking. I, I am, I know I'm getting way ahead of the game, but I got to give you feedback here. Hold on a second. expressing worries about the security and about Afghanistan. But I reassure all internationals, the UN, all embassies, to all our neighbors, that we will not be allowing the soil of Afghanistan to be used against anybody. We assure them, we keep our promises and we keep the Islamic Emirates promises. But but we expect the international community, the internationals to speak to us, to sit with us, to talk to us, and express their concerns direct to us. We don't want political turmoil. And they have to respect our religious rules because the Emirate has sacrificed a lot for their religion. Anybody wants to talk to us, they're free. This is our right, this is Afghanistan's right to be able to speak according to our own rules. This is how the world works. Everybody wants their own rules. Arabic countries have their own law. So we are following our own law. Afghans are following their own laws. We have this right. They are in favor of our people. But no international community, no internationals should worry about that. But as long as they respect our law, our rules 
The issue of women is a very important issue. The Islamic Emirate believes that we have rights for women in Islam. All our sisters, all our women are secure. Our God, our Quran says that woman is a very important part of our society. They can work, they can get education, they were needed in our society, and they will be actively involved. To the embassies in Afghanistan, to their neighbors. Let me see, India, China, uh, and then what else? To the UN, you heard that right? The UN. Um, he goes on and on about other stuff that uh, is political in a sense because uh, we understand what's going on. At least I do. And I want you to understand it too that it's a game that is playing in front of our eyes. You notice, uh, I was looking at this video, this guy's not even wearing a mask. I mean, if that's the problem, the pandemic. And uh, also, he talked about a women. Well, they're going to have the rights to the rights to go back to school or education that are needed in their women. They're so freaking poor. At this point, the, the, the gates are flown. They say, hey, let them do it and get some taxes out of it. Why the heck not? Let's do it. We're going to bend the rules here uh, according to their to their laws, their own laws. Uh, but it's interesting what I'm looking at. And, and you have to look at it from that point of view also. Because if you notice, the, the first thing to say he in, in his talk, nothing to do with the U.S. at all since they're leaving, I mean, I don't know, they should have said something like, hey, uh, we're glad they're leaving, now we're we're completely by ourselves, we're going to progress, we're going to do, no, nothing. The government of Afghanistan actually left their post, the military also. U.S. invested a lot of money, for what? For what? I was looking at a video where this somebody was training a, a group of Afghanistanians, and I don't know. To me, some looked like these Afghanistanian guys were just pretending to pretending uh, to follow orders, and not that great either, because they were doing whatever they want. Well, the guy is trying to introduce. A train, they were doing whatever they wanted, like jumping jacks and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, you know, these are people that are just trying to milk it. They were never planning to evolve in a sense. It's, it's I don't know. I mean, to me, it looks like a curse in a sense. They don't want to do it, but it, I'm wrong in that. I have to think that it's a curse. I'm thinking more of the ideology of these people are more like look well, while you're here we're gonna sort of follow your rules and just but we don't care what you wanted us to do 
We're not going to do anything. We're going to go back to our own ways. We're just going to pretend. And um, the European and Western, uh, the Western world, well, it's all about money. If they can milk it, they will. And that's what's happening. I can see it. I mean, you got to look between the eye lines. It looks so terrible in the news. It's all they want to sell you is sadness and horrible things. But it's, it's nothing but a distraction from what reality is. And let me play another clip. Hold on a second. Ben, thank you for joining us and happy to see that you're back in the United States safely. I understand that you were in Kandahar in southern Afghanistan that you were able to leave with the Afghan military as they were throwing down their weapons effectively on a cargo plane out of the city. What was that like? So in the end, our experience in Kenner was 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 a problem because we, we got caught there. We got stranded. Um, when we flew in on a commercial flight, the expectation was we'd take a few weeks, even when the fighting started to really get serious, we'd be able to kind of get out. What we didn't expect and we didn't foresee was that these soldiers would just so quickly give up the city. When it did happen, Airlines all shut down flights. Uh, the UN evacuation flights also shut down. Everything was shutting down. And when that was happening, we started to kind of worry what we were going to do. By the end, we found ourselves with one of the most elite units in the country called the Zero Three Unit. They are CIA trained, American funded. These guys are spent 20 years becoming the go-to military force that America relies upon in their stead. U.S. never lets access to them. But in this case, it was so desperate that we just kind of found ourselves with them and protected with them. They were the ones preparing for what was going to be the last stand against the Taliban. They set up a front position right next to the airport, surrounded the area, kind of made a perimeter. And they said, this is it, you know. We only have about a thousand soldiers. The Taliban probably has a couple thousand, but we're going to fight all night. We're going to do everything we can. And we were getting ready for what was going to be one of the most harrowing, hairy nights of our lives. And just when the sun was about to go down, they announced that they had come to a truce and the military commanders up top and the higher up in the military had decided to stand down have their soldiers put down their weapons, give up all of their heavy gear, their Humvees, their artillery, all of their bigger weapons. Um, they literally just left the cars running and went to the airfield and the Taliban agreed to give uh, a truce and let these planes fly in and fly everyone out. So in the middle of the night, about 2 a.m., six carrier planes with, um, were filled with just you know, hundreds of military soldiers each. And it was just a really intense scene of hundreds of people kind of packing in and trying to climb onto these. You see them now happening in Kabul, but then it's surprising to see these military units, you know, basically like fighting for their lives to get out of there. And it was a really harrowing scene, seeing in the distance, you could see the shots in the air of tracers for the Taliban shooting in the air and celebrating. And we could get the sense that, you know, this was a bittersweet moment because although they didn't have to fight and lose their lives, this was how the war was kind of faring for them, which is they were losing. I think the story that people in Washington might be trying to tell is that the Afghan military forces had the resources they need. They just lacked the will to fight from what you've seen and how it went down. Like, what do you make of that? I think it's an oversimplification. And we spent a lot of time on the front line with the fighters in Kandahar and they were exhausted. They were outgunned. They were underfed. They were undersupplied. 
and they just were exhausted by it all. So this idea that they weren't, they didn't have the like gumption, they didn't have the ability or the like will to like get into the fight. It's not true, and it's it's disrespectful of these people that were really fighting. And when the dominoes started falling, and these people were all handing it over, the bigger reality is the soldiers that did want to fight didn't have the support. Thousands of Taliban guys compared to just a few hundred willing soldiers. It's not a fair fight. I'm wondering what you're hearing about people on the ground that you have been in contact with who might be trying to get out, who are fearful of what a Taliban regime might um, entail in the near and, and the future, uh, and what's going on. You know, it's the biggest problem right now is that the people that are trying to get out, it's not specific to people that work with the military or people that were interpreters, you know, it's not just any one subset. It's everyone. Everyone in the country is looking for a way out. So I see a contradiction. There's 20 years of us being in the uh, Afghan, Afghanistan and for 20 years, all the U.S. been doing is giving aid. Again, the plan was never in the inner side to become uh, against the uh, the Afghanistan forces uh, to become uh, anti-Muslim um, or to become, you know, against what they know. The people they were working with the government of the United States are the ones are fearing because they were working very closely and they were getting paid. But also, uh, they're the ones they are the educated ones and they want to get out of the country because they know the Taliban is not gonna get them that type of life or they're not even, they're gonna call them terrorists, I'm sorry, they're gonna call them traitors to the country because they were working with the the United States. If they find out, hey, you were working the US, you're, you're a traitor and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take over and kill you can kill you and your family and that's the reason why a lot of these people that were working very closely with the united states are in fear in fear of their lives there's a lot of them obviously for 20 years give me a break but another thing you probably noticed what he said was that they were not counting on <laughs> the, the forces to give up so soon it's like what a week two weeks when you have the the power of the u.s with you and you're counting on them to be forever there you're relying on the u.s to actually sustain you to keep you uphold to keep you up there but knowing that they were going to leave so soon they weren't expecting that they were not the Afghanistan war, um, government were not expecting this. They're, let's leave, and let's leave now. Biden comes from the era of war, and most likely he had uh, a lot of deals with people they wanted armaments, and he passed the law so that they can have these armaments and stuff like that. And don't think that uh, Biden's for peace in any way. I, no, uh, this this is not this guy. He has done stuff horribly wrong, but 
in a way that is good for his pocket. So, in horribly for us, but in his pocket is good for him. So, yeah, I, I can see this guy being very calculated and uh, to do stuff that is good for his pocket. And his allies are the same. And I would not be surprised if his allies will betray him eventually. Look, again, this is all about business. If I'm showing you this, is because you need to understand that this is just a distraction. <laughs> really, that's what it is. And take a look at what's going on. Pay attention of every word that they're saying. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm right. It doesn't make no, it's no, it makes no sense why they leave so quick their own government. It's so they want peace or they want change. Then the Taliban is stronger than the U.S. and the U.N., is it? Hmm. There's something there brewing and we don't understand yet. Not 100% clear, but from my perspective... A war is brewing. And that's the number one enemy now. It is coming upon us. So, this is another one of those interesting things that is happening in the world. Where, if you see all the images, nobody was worried about the COVID. Nobody was wearing masks. I didn't see the images in Afghanistan. So... Food for that. Think about it. Till next time. Thank you for listening.